The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After entering a boat, Jesus made the crossing and came into his own town. And there people brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Courage, child, your sins are forgiven. At that, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Jesus knew what they were thinking and said, Why do you harbor evil thoughts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He rose and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were struck with awe and glorified God, who had given such authority to men. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. How do we encounter God more fully? Is there a a method that can guarantee us a deeper experience of God's presence? probably a question we're all interested in, right? Why we're here on retreat. And, you know, to that question, there are probably uh, many answers. Prayer certainly helps, right? Going on uh, retreat, fasting, maybe getting involved in some sort of charitable works, All of these things can certainly help us to encounter God's presence more deeply. But we could still miss the living God in all of those things. There is, though, I think, one guarantee. There's one way that we can be guaranteed to experience more deeply God. And that is through the acceptance of our poverty. This is going to sound totally crazy, but failure is an infallible means to union with God. Provided, of course, we surrender that failure to God. We entrusted into his loving and merciful hands. I know what you're thinking. There has to be an easier way, right? Well, if you find one, let me know, because I've been looking for 20 years. This retreat is not going to help you. It's not going to help me. If we don't begin from this fundamental place of accepting our own poverty, which means accepting our own limits, which accepting, which means accepting the fact that we might not be who we want to be, 
or who we think we should be. But I think the reason why I mention this is because as, as we begin this retreat, I think it's important that we try to throw away or let go maybe of some of the masks or maybe the persona that we might be wearing or that we might be uh, hiding behind. You know, religious people can play a lot of games, right? As humans, we play a lot of games. And since we're all here religious-minded people, that doesn't exempt us from, from playing games. You know, I think sometimes we can convince ourselves that, that our lives are together, right? Because, I don't know, maybe we're a, a deacon or we're a Eucharistic minister or we're on the parish council or we're a priest. And so we can think, you know, yeah, I got my life together. You know, like, look at me, I'm doing pretty good here. Let me tell you a secret I've learned as a priest. <laughs> Nobody has their life together, <laughs> especially me. <laughs> Right? We're all a mess on some level, and that is okay. In fact, it's actually very good. If we accept this, it's this alone that leads to a deeper experience of God. Right? St. Paul says, I gladly boast of my weaknesses, that the power of Christ will dwell in me. Right? Paul doesn't boast of his accomplishments, which we know are great. But what he boasts of is his weaknesses. And so I think it, it sort of begs this question, you know, who are we? Who are we really before God? And I think in this gospel, we are given a, a real good image of who we are. Because we are, in many ways, like this paralytic in the gospel. We might not be paralyzed physically, but perhaps we are paralyzed uh, emotionally. Perhaps we are paralyzed psychologically or spiritually. Maybe we are paralyzed in a relationship that we're in. Maybe we're paralyzed in our work or in our prayer life. And so the obvious question then is, what's the solution? And the solution is simply to come to Jesus as we really are right now. You know, somebody once said to me recently, when I get my life together, I will go on retreat. And you know what? That person will never go on retreat because their life will never be together. You know, we don't have to be perfect to encounter God's love. Thank God. We just have to be who we are. Transformation happens in God's presence. Nowhere else. That's where transformation happens. Not coming to God with a perfect report card and then saying, pat me on the back, I've done well. Change, transformation, growth happens by being in God's 
presence. We see this in the gospel. The paralytic is placed in, in God's presence. And he encounters the healing of Christ. And we could use so many other examples in the gospel. The woman with the, the hemorrhage for 12 years, she places herself in Jesus' presence and she is healed. And so, as we begin this retreat, let's not pretend. Let's not play games. Let's not try to worry about what other people might think or any of these other kind of distractions that we were just talking about earlier. But let's come to Jesus. Let's invite him into our real lives as we are right now and allow him to be who he is our Lord and our Savior. Amen.